Hello, all. Welcome to the Hope Without Sight podcast with your hosts, Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans. The topic of this podcast will consist of many stories of people from various backgrounds and experiences who have had many challenges and have been able to successfully overcome them and rise to the top. So sit back and relax as we give you the best of these diverse stories. Because if you are feeling down and out, like you cannot make it in the world, then this podcast is the right one for you. Because if my guests can make it, so can you. Happy listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Hope Without Sight with your host, Sailor Cooper and... This is Tyler Evans. For episode 27 in... We're live streaming on Facebook. Woohoo. How about that? So on this episode, we have um, Adrienne Titchy. She has had a lot of challenges in her life. Basically, her story is a miracle. Uh, she had a softball accident when she was very young. And it, of course, did a lot of damage. And she spent years and years and years in the hospital. And she was not expected to survive. But without further ado, let's have her tell this incredible story. Please welcome my good friend, Adrienne Titchy. How are you doing this morning? Oh, Sailor, it's so good to see you. I'm, I'm doing really great. It's a wonderful Tuesday. Oh, awesome. Yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful Tuesday for me as well. I'm embarking on my entrepreneurship journey, only just growing and growing more. And what a milestone we're accomplishing because we're not just on Zoom, we're on Facebook. We're on Facebook streaming today. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, so let's get started. So, um, tell me about yourself. Uh, who are you and uh, what stories do you have to overcome that allowed you to overcome challenges in life? Yeah. Well, sure. That's if it's such a great topic, Sailor, because, um, what I have is an invisible disability. So when you look at me, you can't tell that there's anything wrong with me. Um, everybody, in fact, thinks that that life has been pretty easy, you know, because from the outside, I've got a great marriage. We have a great business. But they don't know the challenges that I've had to overcome to get all these things. Wow. And. It's been, uh, I was born actually with a congenital problem with my pancreas that we didn't know about until that softball fall that you mentioned. And after I got taken out by the runner playing co-ed softball, he was rounding the corner uh, of first base coming towards second. And I was stretching for the catch from third. And instead of running over the base, he ran into me on purpose. <sighs> And I went up in the air and I landed on my side. I kind of felt like I had the wind knocked out of me, you know, but I was so mad that he broke the rules that I was like shooting darts out of my eyes. And he finally was like, oh, are you OK? I said, yeah, of course, I'm OK. But I wasn't OK. You pretended uh, that you were OK. Yeah, I thought that I was OK and 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 I pretended that I was OK, but. Three o'clock that morning, I thought I was dying. I had the worst pain I've ever experienced in my entire life. It felt like 
I, I just had something inside of me that that felt like it was eating me alive. So I went to the hospital and they told me I'd had a pancreas attack. The doctor looked at my mother. He said he had his hand on the door. He never even took a step close to us. He just looked at my mother with his hand on the door. He said, your daughter's had a pancreas attack. It can kill her. She can have the attacks the rest of her life or she'll never have another attack again. And he turned on his heel and left the room. So even the doctor was just in total shock then? Yes. They, in fact, they wanted to, they, they accused me for a long time of being an alcoholic because alcoholism causes pancreatitis. But I actually was born with a divided pancreas. So you've had these pancreas issues since birth, but the softball accident basically made things worse. It, it really exacerbated it, yes. Wow. Wow, that's and, crazy. <clears throat> and so you were just in so much pain. And so I, I do remember you, you told me, because we met uh, previously before this episode, it, it never knocked you unconscious. You were just in a lot of pain and just had a lot of right. health issues I, ever since. The only time I went unconscious was when I had, um, unfortunately, by doing that uh, that infusing of liquid nutrition every day, you get infections and you get septic. Um, so I was in two comas and I was actually paddled back to life in 2016. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's it had so many far reaching implications that I had. I had no idea that day on the softball fall that my world was going to change so drastically. And I'm sure, I mean, since you didn't expect it, uh, you had to face life head on and adapt. I did. And Sailor, I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't think that I adapted very well for the first seven years that I was um, sick. I think that I wanted to believe that I was okay. And I was trying to outrun my illness. I don't know if you can relate to that. Mm, no, because like I've I've always accepted myself for who I am. And I don't know about you, Tyler. I'm sure it's been the same for you, right? Um, well, I do remember being younger, wanting to see because I could drive being able to see. And I was kind of, you know, jealous of sighted people to a point. Because I'm like, oh, I can't drive and this. Right. Exactly. But other than that, no. But yeah, I feel um, it's just interesting that her story just <clears throat> it it altered her life, probably more mentally than anything. I mean, physically too, but it sounds oh, to me yeah. like it, it altered your life a lot more uh, mentally than it did uh, otherwise. It did wow. alter my life mentally, and I had to learn how to be sick, if that makes any sense. Yeah. In other words, accept the sickness. Absolutely. Yeah. Accept it and, and then learn how not just to accept it and be like other people that had my situation. And I'm not judging them, but a lot of people in my situation take a lot of 
drugs, um, prescription yeah. drugs for the pain, and it really disables you. Wow, it does. And I'm and sure, I choose not to take any. And I'm sure you went through a lot of depression and whatnot. I did. It was I, I what they called it was situational depression because I don't have like the clinical imbalance, but just life circumstances thrown at me. Right. It's understand, um, understood because environmental um, factors can determine depression as well. Not just. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, yes, of so, course. It was I, I was a regular girl. I was hanging out with my friends. We'd go out after work and then nobody wanted to come see me because I was in the hospital and there's no beer at the hospital. Wow, so my three no. year old friends were like, I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So um, how did you, like, when did this accident happen? It happened on um, Palm Sunday of 1995. So it was an April, an April afternoon on a Sunday in 1995. I was 23 years old. Oh, wow. I was only I'm, four. I'm 52 <laughs> now. Yeah. You were only four. I yeah. was. I was two. Yeah, I was. I was two. I wonder Please. that sometimes, guys. If I've thought of that a lot, actually, if I would have fared better, if I would have known since birth that I had a problem, so I could make different choices, you know. You probably would have fared better because you were used to that condition all your life. Where you know, me and my friend Sailor were used oh, yes. to uh, listeners on here. Uh, we're list, we're used to being blind all our lives. We didn't have to adapt to anything more than we had to. In other words, we just learned Braille. We learned you know how to adapt without sight all our lives growing up. Whereas someone who let's say they went blind later in life or they went disabled later in life in the case of you, Adrian, um, they have to adapt. It makes sense. Different. It makes sense. Tyler really does. It, I like your point there because you've had yeah. to adapt and the fact that you you've adapted well. And like you said, from the outside, you seem happy. I don't know so much from the inside, that, that speaks a lot from you. Yeah, I've got scars from head to toe, you know, but you can't see they're under my clothes. So it's, it's often, it, it's, you know, when I really um, felt the most discrimination was when I was in a wheelchair in 2019. And I, I went on a cruise with my husband in this, in this wheelchair, this motorized wheelchair and um, I was in it because my my muscles had atrophied so much that they and my I had had so much weight loss because I can't absorb and digest food um, that I couldn't carry my bones around. Wow. And the difference in the way people treated me like you see me now or the way people treated me in the wheelchair. I mean, I had people that they just had their mouths gaping open looking at me people falling into my chair, asking me what's wrong with you. That's disgusting. It is disgusting. And we need to change that the way people treat people with disabilities, especially in the workplace. There's a 70% unemployment rate out there. 
that is not right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh Uh-uh. No. No. And that's one of the reasons why I'm getting into entrepreneurship and speaking, because this discrimination business needs to stop now. It needs to change. Absolutely. Yes. Because we can do anything that anybody else can do. We just do it in a different way. Exactly. And I like your philosophy on that. Yeah. Well, you're a big inspiration sailor. I tell you. Thank you. So let's go back a little bit. So you were in the hospital. Tell me like all the details you went from the hospital. Like, did you go through a lot of surgeries or? Yeah. So I've I've had five surgeries uh, with my intestines outside of my body. Um, And then they have to just put them back in and sew you up, you know? So I went through a lot of surgeries. I went through a lot of comas. What did they have to do that for? Like take your intestine? Was that because of a pancreas issue? Yeah. So what they did was that very first surgery that I had, they actually don't do it anymore because they found out it doesn't work. But they took my the first part of my small intestine and they attached it to my pancreas. Mm. So it was a total. Every time I've had surgery on my intestines, it's like a replumbing. You know how plumbing works with water, yeah, yeah. And so if there's a blockage or or like the the plumbing is tied up in knots, it, the the stuff can't go through. The liquid can go through, but the food can't. Right. So they had to do a surgery to correct that. Wow. So, yes, it was it was surgery after surgery after surgery um, and a lot of infusing. I I had to infuse that that nutritional liquid through my IV and it was an IV that went into my heart. So you have to be very sterile, uh, know what you're doing. You can't have shaky hands. You know what I mean? Wow. So uh, I'm sure when it came to eating, you had to be fed through it tube and IV and not in through an IV, right? The food went through the IV. I've also had tubes that went into my um, first part of my small intestine and fed straight through that. I I actually am am missing so many intestines now that they can't do that anymore. Because yes, I was wondering how you would eat if you, if you couldn't digest food. I mean, it goes through the bloodstream. Wow. The bloodstream instead. Yep. Yeah. And you still do that to this day, right? No, they in fact, what happened was um, about two and a half years ago, they told me I had to go back on TPN. That's what it's called. The liquid nutrition is called TPN. And I didn't want to turn my house into a hospital again. You know, it's just your house is your home, your safe space. You're safe. Yeah. Right. Hospital hospitals are wonderful, but you shouldn't be in there in, unless they can really cure you, you know? Yeah. Because I think I think they try the best they can, but since they don't have a cure for what I have, just like they don't have a cure for diabetes, it's the same organ. Um, they don't know what to do with me. Right. It's just trial and error. <clears throat> now I do know uh, they're working on cures for all sorts of things, even for type one diabetes. Type one diabetes is the one they're really trying to work on. Type two uh, through diet can be, you know, can be reversed, uh, but it needs to be maintained through lifestyle. And sometimes it takes, you know, medicine and all that. But 
Right. Yeah. yeah, it's right now they um they have medicine just like for pancreatitis, right? You have medicine that you can take. You can take digestive enzymes to help with the absorption. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they work. Sometimes they don't. They don't. Like again, the doctors don't know enough about the pancreas to. Yeah. Uh, fix it. So does that mean since you have to do the TPN, can you not enjoy the taste of food? I didn't for a long time, Matthew. Um, Mm -hmm. It was like a business transaction, right? You have to eat so many calories to survive. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I had to do things like there's products out there like Insure and Boost and Boost Freeze that add calories to your day. So I relied heavily on uh, adding calories to regular meals. So to make sure I understand, you can have regular meals now, right? You just have to be careful? I, I do. And I'm um, none of us know how I'm absorbing right now. Um, the doctors included, because I've had doctors look at me and shake their head and say, uh, you know, I don't know what you've done because it's nothing we've done. Wow. And I, I really I attribute a lot of my healing to God. Oh, yeah, indeed. God. There you yes. go. There you go. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And I, I might not be cured, but I'm healed. You're healed. You might not be cured in this life, but you'll be in the next. But you're 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 healed for now. We're only here for a little while, right? And that's that's another point I wanted to bring up. What you've endured, um, life is very short. You just live out your best life you can. I mean, what message do you want to leave to someone very similar who's going through a situation like yours? It's it's really, really essential that you hold on to hope. Hope is, without hope, you're just, you're dead in the water. I think that it's, um, there's always a chance for things to be better tomorrow. Oh, yes. That's right. That's pretty awesome. It is wonderful, yes. And so, uh, of course, you're, you're not cured, but you're healed. But of course, your condition is still ongoing. You're still having to manage. That's correct. And and in my life, it's been like since I was diagnosed, it, it goes like a good six years and then a bad couple of years and then a good couple of years and then a bad like a roller coaster. But I'm changing the narrative now. I'm going to have good days from here on out. Yes, you are. I'm That's the way to go, girl. Yeah. And so That's right. your disorder again, it's called what? It's pancreatitis, pancreatitis. from a divided, yeah, from pancreas to visum. Wow. A di- di- yeah. Divided pancreas makes sense. And um, so, of course, you're married. And did you ever feel that you would not get married because of your situation, that you wouldn't have a husband who wouldn't support you? Did you ever feel that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I remember my mom saying um, just not too long ago, Sailor, that um, she remembers me asking her one night, um, you know, mom, is anybody going to want me? 
that makes me sad yeah that i felt that way because even because since we're blind you know i mean our attitudes are good but uh, there's a lot of people out there who don't understand us and don't know what to expect and we question whether anybody's gonna want us well i can tell you this i can get i can tell you this there are blind people who are dating other blind people oh for sure yes Look at uh, my friend Evelyn and her fiance, Victor, you know? Yeah. They're dating. They're blind. Now, yeah. Victor, he went blind in life due to his diabetes, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, <clears throat> it can happen. And can... I'm not against dating a sighted person. In no, fact, be I'm great. not either. And it can because be more helpful, si- too. Yeah, the sighted person could drive me or. Hey. Yeah. But I'm also not against a blind person no, either, either or either or you know. yeah but i'm also okay with if it doesn't happen it doesn't happen i'm okay with that too now does your husband have any conditions or is he perfectly fine well um my husband is a recovered alcoholic for uh 23 years wow and yeah. we actually that's what we we do um together we run a recovery residence community that we created. Um, and honestly, it you know, my background with having a chronic illness um, has really prepared me to help other people through addiction. That's good. That's good. Good. Is that what motivated you? Is that what motivated you to start the alcohol? Uh, it was my it was my husband's um, idea. He actually uh-huh. we, we wanted to raise the bar on recovery residences in our community because it it was getting pretty shady, to be honest. And yeah. um, it was my husband's idea. But I think I brought a perspective that nobody else could because I've recovered from my own physical illnesses many, many times. And recovery from anything is the same as recovery from everything. Absolutely. So, right. right. So besides these, uh, the injury that you uh, sustained, um, you still have hobbies like to go have fun, maybe hike, fish, whatever and stuff. Oh yes, I I um I love to travel. Me too. Uh, my mom and dad got me into that. I loved it. You like to travel too, sailor? Yes, I do. Yeah, I like to visit new places and really meet the people in the in the new places that I go to. Um, wow. I I um I have other hobbies. I mean, I I like to volunteer my time. I like to um, hang out with friends and family, especially as I'm getting older. I like to hang out with my family more. That's good. We're good. That's really good. We do too. Now, so I, I still, I, I know what you're doing entrepreneurship. Uh, besides running a recovery facility that you and your husband operate, you're basically inspiring others, you know, to just mm-hmm. carry on and live life to its fullest, regardless of what life may bring you, right? at you you know what my philosophy is you guys is that um 
no matter what happens to me, I don't have the right to sit on the sidelines of life. Oh, that's right. I don't. None of us do. Right. I mean, but we can all we all have to come to that conclusion at our own point. Like, I can't tell you to go and and stop living on off the sidelines. No. You've got well, to not only that. Yourself. Well, not only that. Um, we as believers are called to a mission and it's to get the gospel to every creature in the world, every person in the world, so that they can know that there is hope after this life and that there is a choice to be made for those who want to believe there's eternal life. For sure. And for those who don't, you know, there's judgment, you know, unfortunately for, for people, because that's what our Bible, that's what the Bible teaches. Now, not everyone believes that and that's okay. You're getting crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But yeah, beer. Amen. Yeah. So we no. have a mission, you know, and, and it we isn't just, oh, just speak. No, it's through how we live and stuff. If we live well and, you know, live good life and have good examples, live by good examples and, and stuff, then people will see it and they'll be like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool. Right. So, yeah. I agree. So, so there you go. So, uh, other than that, what are your future goals in life? Oh gosh, I'd love to get to um, Ireland and England and Scotland. Oh, That's that would one be cool. Of the things on my bucket list. <clears throat> do you want to okay. get into speaking? I do want to get into speaking. I, in fact, I'm doing my first speaking engagement on the voices of women. With our favorite girl, Kimberly yeah. on March 8th. <laughs> That's so cool. And yeah, I'm going to get into speaking to you. Of course, we have our podcast and our radio station. I don't know if you've heard of Frank King. Yeah. I signed up for a speaking program. He's going to work with me. He, he says he's going to work with me until my speaking career is where I want it or until both of us die, he says. And <laughs> I like that. And I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to land, I'm going to get paid speaking gigs, land a TEDx. Have you landed a TEDx yet? Or is that your goal? No, that's on my list too. And I'm working on the book right now uh, called Recovery Comes Home, um, connecting families affected by addiction as they heal together. Wonderful. Wonderful. Good deal. And so, um, well, uh, I don't believe I have any other questions for you. And so, Tyler, do you have any other questions or should we wrap up? Uh, we can go ahead and wrap up. So um, a customary ending. Go. Yeah. One thing we always ask is. What advice would you give to those who feel like they don't have hope? I would say that that you need to get hope from someone else then if if you don't have it yourself then maybe you can believe that i believe that there's hope for you that's right there you go because the fact that you wake up is hope because see another day no it's not so every day is a miracle every single day every breath every you know every moment every second that you live. It's just a miracle. It's amazing. It is. It's That's amazing. really what I, what I, why I think I, I live fully into life and I don't <laughs> let myself sit on the sidelines is because nobody should be letting life just pass them by. 
No, we don't either. Yeah. We don't either. No, that's why I have respect but, for you guys so much. Well, thank you. Thank you. Well, it, like you said, because honestly, this is my very first time going into business. I've only mainly worked for work W two jobs, right? The nine to five corporate America. Yeah, um, it's good, but this is my very first time starting a business myself and entrepreneurship. And I've been, like I said, I've been excited, but at the same time, I feel like I've been on a roller coaster because there's just a lot of unknown. But each time as I go, I'm going to figure stuff out. That's right. Well, if nothing else, Adrian, thank you so much for being on Hope Without Sight. Thank you too, Sailor, and you too, Matthew. I'm, I've really enjoyed hanging out with you guys and talking a little bit more. All right. Yes. Give it up for Adrian Titchy and blessings, everybody. Live life to its fullest. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Help Without Sight with Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans and got a lot of takeaways from this podcast. We hope you feel renewed, inspired, and encouraged like you can just carry on and conquer the world. Please hit the subscribe button on all platforms and tell your friends and family to do the same. And in the meantime, blessings to all.